On this very special edition of Rolling Home, we're going to talk about rolling home in relation to our final destination. Join me today as we discuss eternity, as well as a special earthly destination. Well, I just returned from a three-day trip out of town to a friend's memorial service. It's a trip that I didn't want to make. Obviously, in this life, this life is temporary, and um, sometimes we lose friends. And I lost a dear friend that I had known for many, many years. I was able to boondock on this trip, make it much more affordable, which does go along with the theme of rolling home. But I want to talk a little bit today about why the name Rolling Home for this podcast. Obviously, the name Rolling Home refers to a rolling home, meaning a, you know, a mobile home, something you can take places and you can live out of it, therefore a rolling home. But when I came up with the name Rolling Home for this podcast, knew it could have multiple meetings and there's the obvious name for an RV a rolling home and there's also um, the inference that it could be rolling home after a trip so I was thinking that as well but then lastly as a Christian I thought about rolling home to heaven because earth is not my home and that's what scripture tells us and as a Christian we believe uh, that if we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that one day uh, when our time on this earth ends, we'll be rolling home toward heaven. So that was also in the back of my mind when I established the name of this podcast. And the scripture that goes along with this, I just want to mention because uh, scripture says this, and I'm going to read from a very contemporary version because I think it expresses the essence of what the passage in first peter 2 11 through 12 says and this from this is from the message which is a paraphrase but like i said i feel like it captures uh, vividly what we mean by rolling home it says friends this world is not your home so don't make yourselves cozy in it don't indulge your ego at the expense of your soul live an exemplary life among the natives so that your actions will refute their prejudices. Then they'll be won over to God's side and be there to join in the celebration when he arrives. This is a very fitting passage for my friend Keith, who was a pastor for many, many years. In my life, I've never really had that many mentors. I consider uh, my grandfather a great mentor, but he, he passed away when I was 14. And my father was also a mentor to be. My mother was a mentor. And I've had on and off through the years different people who have come in and out of my life that I consider mentors. But Keith was one of those people I met about 25 years ago when we served on a staff of a, a denominational entity. And he just hit me as having such a true heart for God. And but he wasn't one of these kind of people that hits you over the head with the Bible. Keith lived his faith out in the open. He had questions about things. 
he would discuss those with you. He would hear your questions and he would react to those in a in a very non-judgmental way, but he would think thoroughly through it. And I considered him a great I considered him a great theologian. We got to be friends over the years and although we only worked together for a few years, we kept in touch over the years. I actually led some conferences for him a couple of different times and I was privileged to being involved with that. So we developed a friendship over the years, and I really appreciate his friendship. So when I learned of Keith's death, uh, you know, I, I really didn't didn't hesitate wanting to go. I, I felt like I I had to go. I really wanted to be there for his memorial service. I'm glad they didn't call it a funeral. It really was more of a memorial service. It was held in Laurel, Mississippi. Keith and his wife met at the First Baptist Church of Shady Grove in Laurel, Mississippi. That happens to be, I believe, where Keith's parents were for some time. And actually, Keith was buried in a cemetery right next to the church. But if you know anything about Laurel, Mississippi, it's also, uh, in recent years, the place where the HGTV TV show hometown is filmed so uh, obviously we went to the memorial service we got to see the family and expressed our condolences but we had been honestly been thinking for some time that we might go to Laurel as a little excursion so uh, we used it as an opportunity to stay a few days and check out the town and I tell you what you know, if you're anywhere within shot of Laurel, Mississippi, I would highly recommend that you go. It's a small town. It's under 20,000 people. It has some beautiful homes, old homes there. And, of course, um, you know, if you've watched the TV show, you know that, that they they renovate homes in the town of various sizes. But it has a lot of character. The town has a lot of character. And a lot of towns, obviously, in the last... 30, 50 years or so have suffered from a decline of the downtown and brought on by a variety of economic forces. But uh, Laurel, I don't know much about Laurel, but it appears to me that that's kind of been revitalized by this TV show. So there's a lot to see and do, and it's just great to see that the town is is doing so well in the downtown. It's a great downtown to walk around in. A lot of great places to eat. A lot of great food places. I won't mention all of them, but one of the places we did eat was Pearl's. And it's kind of a diner, southern food kind of place. Soul food, maybe you might call it. And Pearl is one of the people that actually had the folks from hometown renovate a, a house for them. We don't know where it was, but we do know by the TV show that it was near downtown so she could walk to work. So that was really cool. Had some really good food there. And we were able to peruse the town and check out a variety of things that were going on there. It was on a it was on a Saturday. The memorial service was on Friday. And we, we hung around on Saturday and checked out everything. Uh, it was it was it was just a lot of fun. If you happen to go, uh, one of the places that you're going to want to visit is Scotsman's General Store and Woodshop. In the General Store and Woodshop, there's all kinds of 
Goods Clothing Ben is the name of the fella in the TV show and he's got a line of coffee there called Big Ben's Coffee and uh, it has a lot of trinkets from the TV show. It even has a like a glass window that shows uh, I guess you can watch him in his wood shop when they're working in there making different pieces of furniture and things like that. Really, really interesting place. Now, when we were there, obviously in the uh, tradition of RVing, I'm not a big RV park guy. I, I, I may have mentioned that in a previous podcast, but we boondocked at the local Walmart there. We uh, actually went inside, talked to the manager, and she told me it would be fine. Uh, you need to watch it though, because you can't, if you have a big rig, uh, you can't just come in to the, through the front because they have low bars that kind of drop at the entrance that you would hit. So you have to come in from the rear, but that worked real well for us. And for the most part, it was uneventful. We did have some local teenagers, uh, in their four wheel drive pickups and things, make some noise the night, the first night we were there. And we're just kind of fooling around on the parking lot. But other than that, it was fairly uneventful. And, uh, you know, pretty much uh, all the different Walmarts that we have stayed in, stayed at over the years have have been, you know, relative, relatively uneventful. And so far, it's been so good with that. In planning for the trip, I want to say that I did do some research into some possible campsites. And like I say, I always like to avoid commercial RV campgrounds if possible. So I was looking into kind of the off the beaten path kind of campgrounds. And one that I ran across was called Lake Bohoma. I guess that's the way that you pronounce it. And it wasn't that far outside of Laurel, about six miles or so on old highway, U.S. Highway 84. And I found it on, let's see, cheap, yeah, freecampsites.net. Said the price was $18. Well, uh, it mentioned it had boat ramp, drinking water, picnic tables, trash cans, RV parking, tent camping, boating, fishing, hiking, wildlife viewing. I read one review that was on there about it. So we went out there and checked that out, thinking we might be able to stay there uh, one, one night, maybe two nights. And we went out there, and there was a massive amount of fishing going on, but we could not find any campsites. I looked up uh, the information that I found on another website said there were two campsites available, and they had 30-amp service, and they had uh, tables provided at the campsites, and there were showers available and pit toilets. And anyway, I found nothing like that. So if you're passing through that area and you think you're going to stay at this um campground it's called lake bow homa i guess that's the way you pronounce it again uh i even stopped and and talked to some of the folks that were hanging out there at the boat launch and everything and they said that they thought there had been some campsites there but uh they thought they had been closed so anyway just a little tip about passing through the laurel, laurel area if you're trying to find more of a uh, off the beaten path campgrounds. Okay, well I said Laurel was a great place to visit and I would recommend you doing so, but don't take my word for it. I've got my wife here and she's going to tell 
uh, maybe any ladies out there that are listening, what she thinks about Laurel, and she's a big fan of the TV show Hometown, and so I'm just going to let her share a little bit about what she think, what she thought about Laurel. That is correct. I am a big fan of the Hometown show. I love the way that it has um, houses that appeal to all audiences. They're big, fancy houses. They're small houses. Something pretty much for everyone. If kitchen's in your thing, then you can get ideas of how to do another room of the house. Lots and lots of ideals. I did notice in traveling around Laurel, I love the architecture there. And it did bring to mind more in looking around at the, the houses that they have refinished on the show Hometown, that most of them have a colored front door or a unique front door. And then the front of the house also has three specific colors, distinct colors, very different from each other. So it is kind of like one of their trademarks, which I had not picked up on from the show. Maybe I didn't look that close, but I had not noticed that. But in looking around, that is very much something that they have there. You talked to one of the ladies there at the hometown store, the mercantile store, and she kind of gave you, she marked up the map and kind of gave you some ideas. And really, when you're downtown looking around, it's really easy just to drive just a few blocks and you see the homes right there, don't you? Yes, and the one thing that she did mark that she did point out on the map that we would never have noticed is she told us the, the three main streets that the houses were on, but then we almost by accident got on a little alcove off of a street and there were eight houses that they've done just on that street alone. So we it was I'm glad that we took the time to go back and figure out how to get back there and go around the street again and see if we could recognize the eight houses that they had done. And we pretty much were successful. Well, you could tell that not only homes from the show were being renovated, but there were just a lot of homes in that area being renovated. Also, another aspect that I noticed is you could pretty much go to any little town and, and revitalize it if you bring in enough um, traffic and money and have the resources but this one is very unique like you said because the architecture lend itself well to this also the town itself it seems like the people there have bought into the ideal and they want their town to grow um, that was very evident to me by the restaurants that are there it's almost like they're planned because there's so many different types of restaurants um, they you have all your your normal fast food restaurants but in the downtown area alone there are lots of unique restaurants and i can't wait to go back and visit some of the other ones that we didn't have a chance to visit there is something they tell you you know kind of on the show that there is something for everybody there and it is true it there were stuff that you know little kids would enjoy right in downtown like a specific park playground for them lots of stuff for for most any age person to take part in if you and your family decide to visit Laurel. TV would be in a big hurt if it wasn't for HDTV in my wife's world. So tell us a little bit about why you like Hometown so much. I love the Hometown show because it is just shows the, the uniqueness of each individual family. And she goes about bringing about things in each individual home to make it unique to them. And also, just the way that she fixes them up, the style, I like that. But also, after we visited Laurel, 
I went back and watched several shows since visiting there, and it made me eager to go back because now I want to see the specific houses of the, the shows I've watched. No, before, we'll definitely go back. Before, it was just kind of, I want to see the houses she's done, but now I want to see, I'm looking more at the individual families, and I want to see the actual houses that she's done for the the families, the specific personalities that she's given them. So even though we visited there, I definitely want to go back and see more of the details, and it just makes me want to see more. Yeah, it sounds like Milo was affirming what you just said. He liked Laurel. <laughs> He's ready to go back. Well, thanks for joining me. Is there anything else you want to mention today about Laurel or hometown or the food or anything like that? If you get the opportunity, I would highly suggest that you go visit Laurel. I'd like to end this podcast today on a special note. Very few people get to sing at their own funeral or memorial service. But Keith, my friend, was a very accomplished singer as well as preacher, pastor, and theologian. And I just want to share a snippet of the song that he sang one Sunday morning at a church he used to pastor. The recording is not all that great. I'll try to enhance it somewhat, but I think it'll give you a good feel for the wonderful voice that God gave Keith. And I'll end with this, and thank you again for joining me for another edition of Rolling Home.